So welcome back in Amsterdam. I just heard that uh, 50 years ago, you were here for the first time. Yes. 50 years 50 ago. 50 years ago. A it's long time ago. So we have a jubilee. A golden jubilee. Golden jubilee talk today. <laughs> not, not on the radio or television studios. No, 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 no. <laughs> This is, this is actually the perfect studio for you. Perfect. <laughs> Couldn't be better. <laughs> I have been everywhere in the world. Yeah. I've appeared on television and radio, but this is something unique, unparalleled. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel quite at home. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I spent most of my life uh, in a cave, and then I find myself in a cave now after 70 years. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it's actually it used to be a, 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 a safe. safe. Yes, and it is as cold as it was there. <laughs> <laughs> and probably a little bit colder. Yeah, it's quite warm here. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what a way to begin this interview. <laughs> yeah, it's not really an interview, it's more like a, a little talk together, you know. Let's keep it as informal as possible. Because uh, what we are doing, of course, is we're using words to try to get close to something that more and more people are trying to get close to. And yet all those words we learn by heart, say taught to us by other people. And now we know that we think that they mean something or so. And we use all those words and those ideas, you know. And then it turns out that they're all basically, I always call them lies. Not necessarily. We have become wordsmiths like jewelers. Wordsmiths, yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. Blacksmith, goldsmith, coppersmith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all have become jewelers of a different sort. And this can be described as, you see, as I said before, as wordsmiths. We are all wordsmiths. We have become past masters in this game. Yeah. Haven't we? Oh, absolutely. I'm not referring to you, but in particular. <laughs> I'm, I'm a storyteller. I mean, I'm one of the few people that calls himself a storyteller. You know, what we would like, you see. Yeah, right. Yeah. But aren't we telling ourselves stories too? Yeah, we always. Otherwise, we can't tell stories to others. Right. And we feel that we are not adequately communicating to ourselves. We always choose sounding boxes, if I may put it that way. Yeah. And so that you can listen to what uh, they are listening to, how they yeah. are listening to, whether they are listening to what we are saying, yeah. uh, and responding to what we are trying to put across to them. Yeah. yeah. And, and yet... They're all noise boxes after all. There's nothing there except noise, sound. Yeah, sound. Yes. And so, uh, and, and th- that's a nice thing if you listen to somebody that speaks another language, then it's pure sound. Not pure. We have learned the art of spacing the notes, you see. Right, right. And that is how we have created these hundreds and thousands of languages. Yeah. We are taught how to space the notes. Yeah. In exactly the same way, the music is. Music also is spacing of the notes. Yeah. You know? And unless you are uh, uh, exposed to that, uh, develop a taste for that kind of a way of spacing notes, music falls flat on you, you see. Yeah. First time when I was in London, somebody dragged me to listen to one of the most famous concerts in the 
Albert Hall. Yes. That was the first time uh, I went to listen to a concert mm -hmm. and I walked out after five minutes because I couldn't take it. I was not exposed to that kind of a thing. I did not develop a taste for that kind of a music. No. Unless you are exposed to that kind of music or develop a taste, it falls flat. Mm -hmm. Music doesn't mean anything at yeah. all. At all. No, you have to actually learn the art of listening yes. and art of uh, appreciating and enjoying music. Yes. But actually and factually, the barking of dogs and the grunting of the pigs are more melodious than all the musicians that we have produced uh, for centuries. Yes. You see, that's why sometimes say Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Fifth Symphony, they're no better than the noises we made when we shit. Yes, right. that is more natural. Yes, <laughs> than Beethoven's Ninth Symphony or Fifth Symphony. I don't know if your uh, listeners or yes will be interested in this kind of a dialogue between us both. <laughs> we have to use very refined words. I'm trying. <laughs> it's getting worse now. No, don't worry. <laughs> I'm not worried. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, but so, right, so, if you can call, say, uh, music a kind of sophisticated farts, basically, then that means that, like, talking is basically, because we, we give a lot of meaning to, with notes, there's still, like, a kind of feeling involved, you know, with, 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 because with, we with feel, talking. Uh, because we feel that we are not adequately communicating whatever we are trying to communicate to them, You use what you call, you see, emotion, force yourself and force them to appreciate uh, whatever you are trying to make them appreciate. Yeah, right. Otherwise, it falls very flat. Although I come from India, still I cannot stand the North Indian classical music. No. You see, you know, so it's not a question of appreciating or not appreciating, enjoying or not enjoying the Western music. But I am not interested in that kind of a... The music at all. I can stand and enjoy and appreciate South Indian music because I was exposed to that kind of a thing. My wife was a great musician. She was all the time singing at home. So I had to put up with that kind of a thing. Yeah. But I have never been attracted to music of any kind, whether it is South Indian, North Indian, Western, classical. As a matter of fact, I have been on many... Uh, radio stations in the United States, pop music, rock music, classical music, they somehow like my interviews there, but I very rarely said anything nasty about music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> the, the thing is, of What course... Kind of said? <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no, very, turning out to be very amusing, this interview, not very serious. No, but why should we have a serious interview? I don't see any adequate reason why should we be serious. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Let not us all. make as lighthearted as possible, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as funny as possible. I don't have any sense of humor, but anyway, you are bringing out <laughs> the hidden, non-existing <laughs> sense of humor in me. <laughs> hey. So we have some fans here, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are all enjoying this. Yes, all enjoying this. <laughs> So the thing is that, like, uh, I, I, I remember very well that, like, uh, I organized many clubs, you know. One evening we had a Moroccan evening, and the, 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 the master of ceremonies came forward and said, Ladies and gentlemen, what do cars do when they stand? And nobody knew. I said, 
And what do people do when they stand? Speak, 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 like motors. Yes, yes. The motors running, and that's what we're going to do tonight. Speak, 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 like like this. And I still remember, I said, that's exactly what speaking is. A lot of noise, and we add a lot of meaning to it. You know? Yeah. We said that was a very deep conversation. It doesn't mean anything. No, there is no. Reason or need to have any conversation with anybody. The, the only reason why we indulge in what is called conversation uh, is because we are interested in making them do the things the way we want them to do. Right. That's the only reason. When we fail to succeed in that uh, attempt or effort of ours, we invented a thing called logic. So we are trying to be logical, more mm-hmm. logical than they are. Mm-hmm. But basically, the only there is no reason for us to have any conversation of any kind, on any level, in any form, in any shape, and in any size. And yet, we do indulge in these conversations. And the only reason why we carry on these conversations with the people around us, with the near and dear ones, or with our bosses, superiors, our neighbors, is only to win them over to other points of view. Right. You see? So they take us serious, and yes. they take our yeah, point yeah, of view, yeah, and yeah. understand what life is all about. Yeah, that is what I tell the people when they want to indulge in frivolous conversations, serious or otherwise. I tell them, you see, there is no way you can win me over to your point of view. I'm not interested in winning you over to my point of view. That's the end of our conversations. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Mm-hmm. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is reduced only to words, hi and bye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we, we'll see indeed that if we have a long conversation uh, in the pub, you know, after all, you don't even remember the words anymore. No. You remember the feeling. No, we just make noise. You see. Yeah, but uh, there's a feeling there, you know. There is a, there is something that has you call beyond words, which is how you feel on the evening. If you like an evening, if you feel at home, if it, if things go right and you feel comfortable, then the words don't really count. But what stays is a nice feeling, no. and you remember years later that feeling of that evening, isn't it? No, we just back it up with what we call feeling. We have failed to communicate. Yes. Impress, you see, those people. And then you use that word feeling. What exactly is that feeling? I have no idea what feeling is. I have no idea at all. The emotions, the feelings are used by us to back up, you see, what we are trying to put across and make them understand. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, uh, there is no need for us to have any feelings. We, We are not adequately communicating to those people what we are trying to communicate. And then we have invented this thing called uh, feeling, you see. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what exactly uh, we mean by the word feeling. I don't have any feelings, good or bad. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I feel good, we use that word, but it doesn't mean a thing. No. No. No, but you can say, perhaps, your body functions, right? If you're hungry, that's a feeling. No. What is it? Only when you translate that sensation... Yeah, when, you, when, you give it a, when you give it a name. If you, you don't give the name, you don't even know what it is. Exactly. Feelings yes. don't sink. No, no, not at all. Not at all. No, not no. at all. That's true. You see, as they say that uh, if you don't eat for three days, you will never feel hunger at all. What, after all, is hunger? Yeah. It is uh, the glucose level going down. Yeah. Then it demands more sugar. 
Yeah. Or glucose. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't, the moment you ask this question, what to eat, we have created a problem. Yeah. We, we become victims to, to all those people who are telling what to eat, what not to eat, what is good, what is bad, what is healthy, what is not healthy. It goes on and on and on. Oh, no, 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 they, no. they make a big business out of it and we are damn fools to fall for that kind of a thing. Yeah. Nobody so far has succeeded in making me eat anything they suggest is good for me. Yeah. I have almost uh, completed 86 or 87 years. I have never eaten what they say is good for the body. No. We eat ideas. Ideas, only ideas. Ideas. We put ideas in our stomach. And uh, we wear names. You see, big names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jajo Armani stuff jacket and you pay more than what you pay for the same kind of a stuff available in cheap markets. Yeah. So we wear names and then we eat ideas, put ideas in a yeah. What so, is this interview? <laughs> <laughs> we are supposed to be here for a very serious discussion. Very serious. But I think most serious discussions uh, are mostly about life. Yeah. Why, why are we living? What is life is all about? How should we live the best way? So if it's ridiculous to say... It is too absurd to talk of life because nobody knows a damn thing about yeah. life. So. Nobody knows anything about life. Yeah. There is no way anybody can experience uh, life. And that's the reason why we ask this idiotic question, what is the purpose of life? What is the meaning of life? Because we are bored, terribly bored with yeah. life. Bored stiff. Bored stiff. Yeah. And then we have to pose this question to ourselves and ask, what is the meaning? You don't see any meaning, you don't see any purpose. No. And we are here on this planet only for two purposes, to survive, and for that we need some food. Yeah. Some food. A little bit, actually. A little bit. uh, Yeah. The basic uh, uh, thermal units that you get from anything you eat, even from uh, uh, sawdust. And grew. Mm-hmm. I always maintain that, you see. And when I made a statement like this in one of my interviews with a very famous doctor in the United States, and all the nutritionists got on the line, what does he say? He's talking some absolute rubbish. Rubbish. Sawdust? Okay, sawdust and glue. Why glue? Yeah, it's just like adding some curry powder yeah. <laughs> to give some flavor to the food. <laughs> and then one Indian lady got on the not Indian lady, I'm sorry, a very old lady, 95 or 96-year-old lady, got on the line and said, what he's saying is true. I was then Leningrad during the Leningrad siege for four years. I was living on mud. I was living on that kind of a food. I was considered to be, and I thought that I was the healthiest person ever lived at that time. Ever since I came to America... I have been eating organically grown food, rich food, healthy food, but I have always been sick. Yeah. (laughs) So what he's saying is true. But food has become such an important thing for us. Yes. And all those who are in the marketplace are exploiting us, telling what to eat, what not to eat. And uh, you will be surprised to hear that they are now selling. A toilet paper with vitamin E in Switzerland. (laughs) 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 They are going too far. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Huh? <laughs> Vitamin E for your ass. <laughs> most expensive time. I'm not joking. It has become so popular. 
And why you need a toilet paper with vitamin E? I have an explanation, you see. It irritates the nerves, you see. Activates properly the sex glands. Mm-hmm. Vitamin E is very necessary <laughs> to activate the sex glands. Maybe they are trying to sell the toilet paper by, in a strange way, activating the assholes, if I may put it in such a crude <laughs> What kind of an entry it is? And your questioners will be upset. Yeah. So we, we get more and more storytelling that way. You yes, know? yes. I'm and the moment the story, you believe the story, it becomes what we then call your reality. Because if you believe that this food is bad for you, and you eat that food, you feel bad. No, we actually don't feel bad. No? The idea that you should eat a particular kind of a food, you see. Mm-hmm. They are selling all that kind of things. So that is why I always maintain that the nutritionists, you see, who think that they know what is good for us, what kind of a food we should eat. I tell those bastards, if they advise me what to eat, what not to eat, do you want to live? If you want to live, don't advise me to eat what you think is the best food for me. Mm-hmm. I have survived it. You see, mm-hmm. for so many years, mm-hmm. 70 years of yeah. my life, uh, yeah. without eating anything they say is good for the body. Yeah. Yeah. And you are telling me that I should eat this kind of a food, that kind of a food? If you want to live, don't give me any advice. All those people who have tried to give me advice, what I should do, what I should eat, how I should live, they are all dead and gone, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, the same counts for... Uh, more and more people who are telling us how to live. Yeah, because we are paranoid, we believe that they know what is good for us. Yeah. And so they are taking advantage of that. You see, when I was in uh, Australia, uh, there was a small group of people. One of them was uh, amongst the audience, was a top psychologist, and she has written a book called The Dream Power. And Dream she Power. Dream Power. Mm-hmm. She sold a million copies. If uh, this planet were to be peopled by persons like you, what would it be like? She asked me a question. Madam, you will be out of job first. (laughs) (laughs) And then, let us take a walk in the main streets of Sydney. All of them, all the shops that are there, selling everything, telling us that that is the thing that we need to, all of them will be out of business. Yeah. And she thought she was very clever and added, uh, she, what about your oatmeal or double cream or triple cream or frozen pineapple juice? You see, if that is not there, you see, I can survive even on the air. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. And so don't try to be clever. You will get clobbered. You see, we don't need anything they say is good. But what, what, what was the book Dream Power about? About I food? Don't, I don't even uh, say... I have never been interested in psychology. I did psychology as part of my studies for my master's degree. Mm-hmm. And then I have never accepted the basic thing called mind. You say, questioned that, you see. And so I found out that Freud was the stupendous fraud of the 20th century. The biggest fraud. fraud. The biggest fraud. Yeah. And I was only, say, 20 years old as a student. And my professor, a Cambridge fellow, wondered why I made uh, such a statement, you see, and he blasted me, and uh, I said, no, I'm very sorry, I can't accept what he's saying. And then later on, you see, when a very famous man who did a lot of research work in the archives of um, Freud in London, when he read this statement made by an young student of psychology Mm -hmm. uh, 70 years ago, 
wanted to come to see me and he came to see me. Why you made such a statement about Freud? I said, you see, that was what I found when I started reading whatever he said about the mind and all that kind of stuff. And then he said, I'm so surprised that you made such a statement, a very profound statement. Huh? Mm-hmm. Coming out from a student like you, but I did research in Freud's archives in London, and I found that he falsified the case histories to establish himself as a great psychologist. He falsified. He it, falsified. Huh? It. Oh yeah, sure. He, he falsified. Mm-hmm. And later on, in 1949, you see, I met Jung. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you met him in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. You see, I never was interested in psychology and particularly in Jung because he picked up some ideas from the Chinese uh, books and Indian books, Indian books yeah, and yeah. came out with some strange theories. And then I told him, I didn't see any basic difference between you and the other three famous psychologists. And if there is anything to the story or rumors that uh, you both were in love with the same famous, most beautiful uh, woman in Russia, a very famous psychologist, both of you were in love with the same woman, and you pushed her to commit suicide. And how do you know that? You see, why do you believe in rumors? Uh, They are not rumors. Very soon the book is going to be out. Which woman was this? They they were both in love with, I forget the name of that woman, very famous, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Very intelligent, the sharpest psychologist that lived during those times. Yes. They pushed her to commit suicide, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing? And so I have never been interested in psychology at all, you see. But I always questioned that there is no such thing as mind. You know, one of the books uh, um, published by others, My Conversations, uh, Mind is a Myth. You see. Mind is a Myth. Mind is a Myth. So, but then, then I want to tell you a story. My grandson was uh, applied for a job in Germany, the Siemens company. Mm-hmm. They were so impressed by his background. And uh, they decided to interview him personally in India. And there are three of them, the top fellows, uh, interviewed him in Bombay mm-hmm. just before uh, giving him the job there. Mm-hmm. And during the course of the conversation, they asked him some questions. Uh, We would like to know something about your family. So he talked about his father and everybody, and he made a statement that my grandfather is a very famous philosopher, referring to me. (laughs) And they asked him, what is his philosophy? He just mentioned the three titles of my books, Mind is a Myth, Thought is Your Enemy, No Way Out. (laughs) And he got the job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's enough. We don't want to know anything about your grandfather's philosophy. <laughs> Mind is a myth. No way thought out. Is, thought is your enemy. Thought is your enemy. And no way out. No way out. No way out. No, no, yes. no. So that is why anything that is born out of thought is the most destructive thing. Yes. And we are going to pay a very heavy price for that kind of a mm-hmm. investment in our thought and believe that that is the one that will help us to understand uh, ourselves and the world around. Yeah. What are we talking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an illusion. Illusion. So, but but uh, in in India, of course, there are many gurus who mm. give us in, uh, all kind of ideas, you know, to or or systems how to live well. Well, you see, the, the, the <laughs> you are putting me in a very delicate yes. and I would even say awkward situation, but I am never tired of emphasizing, over-emphasizing all the time 
that uh, the image you have of india yes and uh, i was about to use that word the, uh, the image of cosmetics <laughs> you see the cosmetical the cosmetical image, image yeah. you have of india and the image of the spiritual the shit land i call it you see the you know, spiritual shit land is india mm-hmm. and all that was born out of the acid heads they were all living there in the jungles drinking what they call soma juice and experience some strange experiences and translated them and put them into the spiritual framework and for themselves and for the whole of mankind telling them that they are all spiritual experiences yeah but uh, there's no point in blaming them you see i always maintain that uh, buddha did the worst thing for that country there was no sanyas there was no proselytization before uh, buddha he was the first one to introduce create sanyas and started conversion of people proselytization mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. no i'm sorry mm-hmm. is it all right yes, yes and uh, so he made a mess of the whole thing you see that is passed on from generation to generation we never turned using the thought uh, create and then recreate those uh, frames of mind and experience all those things and believe that we are also uh, experience the same things that they claim to have experienced and unfortunately the west has fallen for that kind of a thing because you have everything that you can reasonably ask for yes every rich and then you see then the question arises is that all yeah is that all there is is that all there is yeah. and then the moment that question springs up inside of you you have created a market yeah absolutely and, and i don't blame them because you have created a market and they are taking advantage of that uh, i was telling this morning a friend of mine i am very glad that there are so many claimants to enlightenment in the western countries now and they are all going to india and trying to enlighten people in india uh, i am very happy about it <laughs> sure big business big business yeah. but there is such a tremendous competition in the field now yeah. it's not an easy thing as it used to be you know but uh, there it is there is a market for that kind of a thing you see hmm. so why why blame them no 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 i don't blame yeah, them but it's, it's, it's we have created a market for that kind of a thing yeah we are paranoid people so we have created a market for all kinds of things that they are selling in the marketplace yeah but at the same time uh, since that market is doing so well we get more and more western gurus too now oh so right? i am mighty pleased with that you see yeah Yeah, very pleased with that is you know they are going to india and enlightening people in india yeah right <laughs> yes yes yeah, i don't know any of them but anyway i'm very happy yeah and very glad mighty pleased mm. with this kind of a thing that is happening in that country <laughs> i once uh, visited some very rich people who came back from tibet and they filmed with lots of money the dalai lama and they asked him the question do you think that america is going to be the next spiritual center of the world Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. I don't even know whether America will survive that long. Hmm. The way the things are that happening in that country, you see, I, I don't see any future, great future for that country. But no, no, no. I have lived 50 years in that country. I know America so very well, more than most Americans. Yeah. But um, it is very difficult to say what's going to be the the future. 
not only america but all the other nations you see the when once the people have the means to destroy the maximum power with minimum means we all have to sing a different song yes yeah. we are not ready to accept the fact that our days are over and every dog has its own day yeah. so we are not ready to come to terms with the realities you know and start looking at things in a different way we have had our day but uh, we can't go on and on and on forever like that no no not a chance so there is a reality i don't think we are now ready to face the reality of the situation no is it because we have gotten away with that kind of a thing for centuries and uh, it is not in human nature to give up very gracefully you see if, no. if uh, i even go to the extent of saying if america is wiped out from this planet nothing is lost so many empires have come and gone oh absolutely yeah. but they are not going to go gracefully without taking the rest of the world yeah you see they they have had so far the advantage over all the other nations because of the nuclear uh, supremacy now uh, every country will have you see they may not have the means to destroy that country but it is easier to blow up those countries you see from within that is what is happening now yeah but how we are going to handle that situation face that kind of a situation and accept that our days are over and we have to come to terms with the realities of the world that three fourths of the world's population don't even have the basic needs it's not the communism that is the answer not the socialism where is democracy there is only democracy you know mm-hmm. yes where is democracy is there any democracy as long as you are not a threat you are tolerated the moment you become a threat they will do everything possible to destroy that person mm. you know yeah so we we have to uh, look at things in a different way understand how the things are moving faster than we all thought would move but we are not ready to face the situation exactly the way it is or the way it is developing how it is going to shape up the the events mm-hmm. the, the future of this world if we don't understand and come to terms with the realities not imagine that okay everything is going to be all right we are going to get into trouble but what do you think the realities are i don't know in not in philosophical abstract sense no, the no, reality no, no, no. that every dog has its own day we cannot have the kind of a life we have been living for centuries no 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 not at all that's all okay. if they have a means you see to destroy us we'll sing a different song as a matter of fact uh, when uh, gaddafi offered 8 billion dollars to india asking them to help him with the nuclear weapons i told my friends to tell the government of india don't do that because if once they start the research projects these guys will go and bomb it and destroy it yeah so give them ready made missiles with the nuclear weapons next day france and britain will go on bended knees and beg him come on how are we going to live together yes so that's the only way so so far we have succeeded in avoiding facing the situation but that is not going to be the case and things are going so fast that uh, we are not ready to accept you see the situation and uh, it is not the pessimistic uh, 
uh, a prize of the things uh, or i'm trying to sing a doomsday song but we have got to come to terms that we cannot live this kind of a, a life forever no no so then you, the the solution will be to change your life you are not ready to change Oh, are no. they ready to give up the way of life they have been living uh, for so many centuries? They are not. No. Yeah. No. In what way should they be changed then? They are not going to change. No. No, not going to change. Because we are just used to this and we, we, yeah. we keep defending yeah. it until the yes, end. Yes, I am not ready to give up my way of life, my way of thinking. And no. why should I expect the whole nations to give up their way of yeah, thinking? Yeah, right, right. You know? <coughs> so we will be forced to. Forced by circumstances over which we will have no control. Yeah. You see, what I tell the people is, in God we trust. Oh my God, God, if there is a God, and why would He help us? You see, if there is a God, and He is all compassionate, all loving, He should help them, and not us. So we have created the God, and so we think that He is on our side. Yeah. You see? So in God we trust. Mm-hmm. Good luck to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you see. Yeah, and uh, there it is. There it is. Uh, so all those different cultures have created a God. Well, what's the difference? You see, you know that uh, we have created uh, God, and so we think that He's on our side. Right. But um, if there is any God. Uh, the attributes of god we all know all loving you see it should be on the side of those people who have been denied the basic needs huh living that kind of a life you see they don't have the the means to come and blow us all up mm-hmm. you see the moment they have the the time is coming you see and it's going to be in, on their side not on our side anymore because we are not going to uh, use you see our intelligence to understand that there is no way we can use these destructive weapons no way we can destroy these weapons no we are stuck with them yeah you see so what are we going to do mm-hmm. yeah it's not a pessimistic picture that i am trying to paint but that that's the situation we all have forced ourselves into mm-hmm. yeah yeah so what are we going to do mm There's a nice uh, Islamic story, Islamic story, of a, a very wise, quiet imam, and he says to the people, "From now on, don't call yourself by your own name, but call yourself God, and you will be God." Yes, holy. And of course, there's a doctor there who gets very angry. He says, "That's blasphemic. That's terrible what you say. There. I'm not God." And that will be very easy. It's the same as I'm hungry and I say bread and I've eaten. And he looks at the imam, and the imam says, "Keep your mouth, asshole." And the doctor gets all white in the face, red, eyes bulge out, and the imam says, "Quiet, nothing wrong." Nothing wrong, he said. You call me asshole, but yeah. everybody here, he said, "Yes, I used the word asshole once." Yeah. And look at the effect it has. Yes, I'll use it. Can you imagine when you use the word God? Yeah. I, I will use it half a dozen times. Assholes, you don't seem to understand. Everybody's name in India yeah. is the name of a god or a goddess god. or godlet. Yes, right. you see here also you have the names of Paul, Peter. Yes, what for? Yeah, you see. You so know? we try to be the best. Yeah, it's exactly, goods. exactly the same. You see, same. Yeah, yeah. But all the names of all the Indians, 
a god. God. Yeah. Krishna is the name of that bastard. Krishna. Yeah. 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 <laughs> see, right. You know. And you know Krishna Murti. A black key. You see, the word Krishna means black. Black? Yes, Krishna? black. Krishna means black. And people don't understand that the word Hindu is not a Sanskrit word, not the way they said is born out of that uh, Indus Valley civilization or any such thing. It's a Persian word. The Hindu means black. Hindu and means black too? Black. It's a Persian word. So Krishna and means black? Krishna means black. And they Hindu did, means black? Hindu means black. And so they did not uh, understand anything about the religion of the native inhabitants of India. At that time, all of them were blackies, you see. And uh, so they didn't want to call him a blackie, so they changed that into blue. <laughs> you see, blue, blue-faced guy, not a blackie, mm-hmm. you see. And so the when they invaded or when they came into the audience, they did not understand anything about their religion. So they used that word, Hindu means the religion of the blackies, or something that they could not figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Something that they could not understand. Or could not out. understand what no. their religion was. No. You know, <clears throat> sometimes they ask me, say, how come you are Indian, you have a fair complexion? Uh, I give a very crude answer. Some of those Aryan whiteies fucked the blackies in my family. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the result. And as a matter of fact, my mother's sister's daughter looks like a negress, yeah. except the hair. Yeah. And her father looked like a, a negro. Yeah. And so all the mixtures of blood, she changed the complexion. That's the only reason why I can say that I have a fair complexion. But yeah. uh, my mother's sister's daughter looks like a negress and her father looks like a negro. Yeah. And so that was how the whole thing started, you see. The, the whole business of Hindu nonsense started that way. Yeah. Yeah. They had a very serious interview and very light-hearted and frivolous. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of questions people will ask. No, I have no idea, but we can on a certain moment uh, uh, open the, the telephone and see if anybody is interested in asking any questions. Yes. We, pretty much we have been speaking for 43 minutes. Yes. <laughs> we have covered quite a range of subjects. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, but what we've basically covered is that, uh, that everything is a total illusion. If you believe it, you're stuck with it. You know, and you start, you start to defend some dream... I don't, I, don't know what it, I don't know exactly what that word illusion means, you see. You know, anything you experience uh, yes. is an illusion. Yes. See, because, you see, there is a point, there is a center. And anything that you experience from that center is an illusion. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes with a gun to kill me, you can't say that's an illusion. No. Either you have to kill him or run away. Yeah, right. That's what the animals do. Yes, but that's what your body does too. It stops yes, your thinking it, immediately and it, it, it knows how to survive, you see. Yeah. It knows how to survive. It right. has a tremendous intelligence. It doesn't need the help of anybody to survive. No. It is only interested in two basic things, food to survive and to reproduce one like that. Yeah, right. That's all. Anything you add to that, you see, has no meaning, you see. No meaning at all. We call that culture. Culture is... Uh, 
uh, a way of living and way of thinking. Yeah. That's how I would uh, translate that word culture, not the art, music and all that kind of a thing. No, no, no. It's, it's a But bunch of stories that they believe the and that's art, how we live. Yeah, how to live. We see the art of living, the art of thinking. It can be described with that word culture, but the way we translate that word and interpret that word and build stories around that, you see, uh, in, is, you know, is um, amusing to me. You see, I am not interested in anything of the past. I have, nev I have been coming to this uh, part of the world for almost 50 years. I have never set my feet in the museums here. No. <laughs> you see, I don't consider them any better than uh, brothels. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. And then... I, I call my, it my, my, so. li my line is, uh, my approach to all that uh, shit, if I may use that word, is if that has produced a world like this, it is not worth bothering about. The glory that was Greece, the grandeur that was Rome, the splendor that was India. Look at those countries today. Yeah, right. I, if that is the result of all that thing that you are talking about, I am not impressed by that at all. No. You know? So I reject, so uh, I never go to any museums. I'm not interested in the past of anything, of any country, any, any culture, whether it's occidental or oriental. This is the result of what you claim to be something yes, right. extraordinary. I'm not impressed by that at all. No. No. You see, if the way you see they are treating people in a country like India, they have no business to claim that it's a spiritual land. No. You know? The suffering, they, they, they are very clever people, see the Indians. They invented a thing called uh, reincarnation. Oh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You see, and then that is to keep the people where they belong. See, telling them that you did something terrible in your past life, and so you have to suffer in this life. For, for the rest all, of your life, yeah. And then make a virtue of it, and you will be born in your next life with everything that you can possibly ask for. Right. You see, like the charity, you see, we have invented here to keep them there. You are not solving the problem of those people no. who are suffering. Yes. So you give Nobel Prize to those people who raise money and pocket it and uh, share a little money. And you have not solved the problem to keep them where they are. Yeah. We are doing all this. And you give a Nobel Prize to such people. Yeah. And this, the misery of those people is there. Maybe it is born out of our feeling guilty for grabbing everything and keeping it, denying the basic things to everybody, these uh, tremendous things that we have on this planet. Nobody needs starve. Yeah. Nobody need go without the basic things. And yet, Why there is such a misery? Why three-fourths of the world's population don't even have the basic needs? Yeah. You know? Yeah, America is 25% of the world population takes about... Uh, 26. Half, half, half of the... the, the, the The of the produce of the world. 26 of over and above what all they have. God's plenty, we used to call it. I don't know if uh, God's plenty is there anymore, yeah. <laughs> any longer. But... Uh, They, they consume, only 260 million people consume over and above all that they have in that country, 26% of the world's resources. 26%? Of the world's resources. 5% of the world population. Can yes. You imagine? Uh, can you imagine that? And are they going to give up that kind of a hmm. way of living? They are not going to do No, it. not at all. They are not at all. No, not fight at all. until yes, yes. everything stops. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting indeed because, like, uh, uh, we uh, we you did exactly the same thing. Huh? You did exactly. I don't mean you. Your country. No, no, no. Maybe we, we, the after the war. After the war, you went back. Yes. And exactly. what a price the Dutch government played yeah. and paid. And you, yeah. see, you know that story. Yeah, you know the they story thought that they could back, go back and rule the countries. And mm-hmm. the French did exactly the same, same thing. When they failed, Americans stepped in. And they spent $101 billion. And 50,000 soldiers died there. And the most disgraceful way, they walked out of Vietnam. You can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, the... So they still think that you see can control you see the the shape of events. Yeah. You know, not a chance, not a chance. No. It's exploding in our face. Yes. Yeah. That's what I tell India, you see, nobody is going to listen to you. You have one billion people here. If you don't have the economic power, if you don't have the military might, nobody will listen to you. No. You are not in a position to shape the course of the events of this world. Huh? Yeah. And what is it that is so wonderful about the spiritual shit that you people are talking about? There, you see, three-fourths of the population there, huh? mm-hmm. they don't have the basic needs. Right. Huh? And how can they justify all this kind of a thing? You know? And if you belong, belong to the lower caste, then you don't even count as a human being. You don't count. You see, that's what yeah. I tell the people in India. You see, we came from the very rich and fabulously rich families. Yes. We didn't need anything. The Bollywood. Yes. And so it's the middle class people have taken over. And I tell some of my friends, why the hell do you have to drink Tropicana orange juice from America as if you don't have oranges here? <laughs> why do you have to eat uh, uncle chips because they use a particular kind of a salt which is very addictive. Yeah. Can you imagine... You can't buy natural salt and natural sugar in any shops anywhere in the United States of America. No. No. That's happening here in this country too. Mm, Everywhere. In India. Yeah. So middle class people. And then when they ask me, I tell these people, you see, wipe out the middle class people. (laughs) You see? Now why don't you do it? I don't need to do anything, but I'm just pointing out the absurdity. Mm. You see, I never thought that the British Empire would ever, ever come to an end, uh, not even in the lifetime of my great-grandchildren. Yeah. What happened? Finished, do you see? Yeah. Very and, quick, very quickly. Yeah, that's why I say Hitler did his best to destroy all the empires. And you didn't like, the Dutch people didn't like the idea of Germany ruling this country, occupying your country. You took it for granted and ruled all those countries for centuries, exploited them. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You see, the same story. We invented slavery. Slavery, yes. Oh, yes. And yes. the white man's burden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the nice thing was the church was the last one to give up slavery. My God, that's the... <laughs> everything they did, sir. The violence. Oh, my God. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. How many thousands and thousands of men, women and children were killed. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That's the only way to spread in now, religion. I want to I want to talk with you for a moment about a very interesting theory, which is now being studied lately a lot, which says that since the invention three and a half thousand years ago of the alphabet of reading and writing, mm-hmm. reading and writing affects the left brain so much that the right half of the brain doesn't develop anymore. Now, the left brain is very 
violent, aggressive, rational, linear thinking. So the moment, say, came with the alphabet and the first big book, the Biblos, came into being, what happened within two generations was that ideologies came into being, big ideological wars, money, rules, and the man became the boss and the women were suppressed. Yes, I know, but... Uh, everywhere where alphabet was introduced, the same thing happened. Incredible violence, totally left brain. But what's happening lately is we have television. So a whole generation of young people now are growing up with images, which is right brain. And what you see in Holland and many other countries, young people don't read so much anymore. Many young people cannot even read very much. They are very dyslectic. And they start a different way of thinking, a kind of more intuitive way of thinking. And so things change. They come with solutions yes, uh, that you cannot explain anymore. No, even even those theories you are referring to, the left brain and the right brain, yes. one is better than the other. No, 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 better. No, no, it's no longer valid and true, you Why? see, because the brain plays a very, very minor role in that human body. Right. And now they have lately discovered that women have better brains than men. Mm -hmm. That is something amazing. <laughs> and so when those people, the brain uh, psychologists and physiologists come and talk to me, why did they allow themselves to play this minor role in, the, in their lives, allowed men to dominate, if that is the, <laughs> the case as you put it? Mm -hmm. But now they go one step further and say that only the cockroaches have the best brain. Mm -hmm. Probably when we are all wiped out from this planet, some sort of a mutation will occur in the cockroaches and then the new forms of life will uh, spring and uh, appear on this planet. We don't know. The theories are changing so often. Yes, right. And uh, they do all this only to get Nobel Prizes and prestigious awards. Mm -hmm. and that's what I... We have invested tremendous faith in the scientists, you see. Right. But why we see, have tremendous uh, investment in the scientists is because they have given us all this technical know-how. But basically, whatever they have discovered, you see, is used only for destructive purposes. You know, we don't see any adequate reason why we should be thankful and grateful to the scientists. They are as much a menace, if not more a menace, than all the religious thinking of men. It is nothing but a warty outgrowth of the religious thinking of mm -hmm. men. And all the scientists uh, we are so proud of, admire, are just like metaphysicians. If there is any such thing as pure science, they just sit and discuss for hours and hours, hours and hours, hours yeah. like all the metaphysicians. Yes. But there is nothing to that science at all. But we admire them only because they have helped us to have this technical know-how and the technology to make our lives, not the, the whole world, uh, a very minor percentage of the people are enjoying the benefits of this. But, uh, but there it is, you see, that uh, they still have uh, investment in the science. Anything they have discovered, the nature's laws, are now used by us for destructive purposes only. Yeah. So why we should be so grateful to the scientists? What for? 
Huh? It is all right. Uh, they are only interested in Nobel prizes and prestigious awards, uh, mm-hmm. and they come out with all kinds of theories. Uh, they are as ridiculous and absurd as all the religious theories of the people, saying that God created the world. All right, if God created the world, if God has not created the world, and why are you concerned about? You see what happened in this universe. You reject God, and yet, all right, you come up with a great big big theory. And why are you interested in finding out the origin of the universe and how it started? And that is of no importance to the common man, the man of the marketplace. Hmm. And we have tremendous investment in them, and then we admire them. But all these, uh, the rewards we give them, the Nobel prizes we give them, are only uh, political rewards, but not actually the. Uh, reasons what they have contributed, you see, if, if a man like Einstein got a Nobel Prize, he should have been butchered in the streets, and every bit of it must have been thrown to the vultures, the harm he has done. The, but of course, he regretted very much after what he uh, thought about, you see, the advice he gave to Roosevelt that they should go ahead with these nuclear weapons. Yes. Uh, how can such a man be honored? But anyway, my theory is that all that money came out of the invention of that uh, Swedish guy, <laughs> you know, uh, what did he... Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> and what do you expect? What do you expect? <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So, uh, is there any uh, solution for us? I mean, should we sit and wait until everything finishes, or no, enjoy stop thinking, or uh, what? no, just enjoy uh, and then go gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we enjoy? We are enjoying, but we want more and more and more, and then uh, we get more and more, and and live in misery and die in misery. Yeah. Yes, it's not a pessimistic evaluation of the situation we find ourselves in today, mm-hmm. but that's the way it is. It's so basically, you can say that, like, you need for a nice life, you need very little, not so much food, not so much things to own. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the moment you are open to others, most people are open to you, so it gives you a nice life. So that would be a good tip. Just the uh, definition. What is a nice life? You see, I tell people who talk against uh, money. I say it's better to be miserable with a lot of money than to be miserable without money. Without money, yeah, yeah. that's a well-known one. Yeah. And there is a, a, a there's a nice uh, quote. You see, I I don't want to quote it in Sanskrit. If you worship that god, money god, you will be amply rewarded. If you worship the other god, he will strip you naked and leave you in the streets. So better worship money god. The only thought that ever enters the head of anybody in this world is money. Money. Yes, that's all. And they condemn others, and who talk of money. And see, in all the newspapers in India, headlines, UG's, uh, you see, ideas. Money is high on his agenda. Yeah. <laughs> see, it is not true. <laughs> anyway, it is uh, 10 o'clock. We have done one hour of our talking. Okay, then perhaps we should open the telephone line. So um, I don't think anybody will be interested in asking any questions. So nobody's interested. Uh, <laughs> so if you're not interested, uh, they can phone. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we'll see. Hello. Well, I'm uh, very much interested in uh, in what uh, your guest has to say. 
You see Krishnamurti is his name. I am very much interested in, uh, in that. And, um, well, uh, maybe what I've missed is, uh, well, a slightly uh, um, thing about his background. You want to know about my background? Yeah, oh my God. you are from India? <laughs> I came from India. I have spent more time in the Western countries, in America, in Switzerland, everywhere. And I was telling uh, our friend here that this is the 50th year of my visit to... 50th year. Yes, I am here to celebrate the golden jubilee of my visit to Amsterdam. I was involved with the Theosophical Society at that time when I first came here in 1952 or 53. I was an international lecturer. I gave a lot of lectures there in Huizen. <laughs> and, and I and never uh, miss a chance uh, to come to this about country. What? Huh? Uh, about what subject? About the Theosophical Society, you may have heard of that, you see. And I was involved with that kind of a thing, but not anymore, you see. So I've been everywhere in the world, every part of the world. Yeah. So, so much way of thinking or living. I just uh, am a dog here barking, and people make something out of that barking noises and think that I'm saying something very profound. Aha. Right. Well, um, my... my well, <laughs> you are laughing. In fact, uh, well... What I was uh, thinking <laughs> yeah. is maybe if you say conversation is useless, then maybe communication, if you don't talk to one another, maybe you can talk with your eyes to what? one another. Or no, that, that is worse. Silent communication is the worst thing. <laughs> you see. Communication is not okay? No, but what is it that you want? If you don't get what you want... Out of any conversation you are trying to have with your near and dear ones, or with your fellow beings, or with your bosses, or with your subordinates, what do you do? You use logic. You use every uh, skill you have acquired. You want to convince. Convince yourself that you are more intelligent than them, that you have a way of winning them over to your point of view. That you're right. And feel good. Right? I'm not so far yet. Because, <laughs> yes. Um, why do you, if, why if do you, you talk? If you, uh, if you talk to little children, for instance... Oh, they, they don't need anything want... to learn from us. We have a lot more to learn from children yes. than to teach them. You you'll be surprised how intelligent they are. I, we are I, no I'm match to the really. children. I, I'll get to my point. I'll get to my point later. Go ahead. <laughs> you, lear you learn them how to cook to make their own food, to make their own clothes. I mean, if it's cold, they need to have... All right, but why are you forcing your ideas on them? What kind of clothes they should wear? What kind of food they should eat? We impose all our likes, all our dislikes, all our tastes on the children and mess up their lives. And we have a lot more to learn from them than to teach them. They are more intelligent than us. They are exposed to so many things than uh, our times, you see. I don't know. What we are talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, they, they might need shoes or they might need to know how to bake bread. Or... Why should they? You bake the bread and give it to them. All right. Fine. We'll have to learn. That it's makes impossible it... for people to learn skills. No, we have learned how to make bread and then give it to them. Why force them to learn how to make bread? They don't have to make bread. They can go to the market and buy bread. 
it's already there. It's already there. Uh, well, pro- a, provide them with the, the means to buy the bread. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a there's a, a question. Uh, All right. Well, I'm I'm trying to to get to a point. Really, is there a difference between thinking in India and China, for instance? Is what what I didn't quite is, get it. Is there a, a a difference between thinking in India and China, for instance? Well, thinking is bound Not to be different. Yeah. Why between India and China, between uh, Holland and Germany and France? There is a lot of difference well, in the okay. thinking. Well, okay, I'm trying to get to my point now. Yeah. Maybe you'll understand now. Yeah, I'm trying to understand. Okay, um, what my uh, question really is, yes. is what do you think about martial arts? Uh, I'm trying to learn, well, some sort of uh, Kung Fu. It's all right, all right. kind of way. Yeah. And it's not aggressive, not at all. All right. If I have, if I have a gun, what will... Uh, your art, martial art, will uh, help you to survive and make others survive? It's very interesting. Maybe it's... To learn the art, martial art, or whatever you're talking. If I come with a gun to shoot you, you ain't got a chance. Not that I will come and shoot you down, but that's very interesting in those days, you see, but not anymore. You see, the martial art, this, that, and the other. I have more destructive weapons in my position. You ain't got a chance. On that note, we say bye-bye. <laughs> but like the art of dancing or... <laughs> dancing? It, is, it has got nothing to do with it, like getting... Uh, like yoga or a different form of yoga or whatever. How do you do yoga? I'm uh, sorry. Well, you know, uh, like... It is very yoga. harmful to your body, yoga. <laughs> you are not in favor of doing yoga? No, I'm not in favor of doing yoga, but I'm not in favor of meditation. I know all of those people, those who have very seriously done meditation and yoga ended up in the loony bins singing loony melodies and loony tunes and are committed suicide. Otherwise, it's interesting to twist your limbs and stand on your head and force yourself to do what? What will you get out of that yoga? It's the same as this, this guy who wrote uh, this book about jogging, you know, running hard. He dropped dead in the tracks. Yes, he dropped dead in the tracks, very young. Yeah, very young. <laughs> and still in people are running. <laughs> Jane Fonda, what is her name? She wrote a book on aerobics and she had three bypass surgeries. They want to suppress all that. It's good to make money by writing those books. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wendy Wasser, what is her name? So, yeah. so, um, so um, if people think you're from India, maybe... Um, they would uh, consider you to be a spiritual teacher. You are more a mind person, like consciousness, logic, and so on. Oh, I don't know, but anyway, you are interested in all that? Yes, I am. Good. Be spiritual. That makes well, spiritual, logical. Logical. You know, I'm trying to find out. Uh, well, what <laughs> what what you can uh, tell me about those things. Like I have got my own ideas, of course I have, but yeah. I like to uh, to hear uh, your opinion about this. I have opinions, but just forget it all and live an ordinary life. Enjoy life. Don't waste your time standing on your head or on your shoulders and holding your breath. And if you try to hold your breath for long, you'll be choked to death. Don't do it. It's <laughs> 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 All right, sir. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, sir.
Okay. Yes, uh, <laughs> he's called Penguin. Penguin? Yeah, that's his name we just found. Penguin. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yeah. So if you if you are listening to the station on internet, please don't um, phone because it's impossible to understand each other. Only if you listen to the radio. Hello? Hello with Eric. Yeah. Hello? Hello? No. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Okay, wait a moment. We made a mistake here. <laughs> first do the chat because we have a wrong chat connection join wow hello uh oh no way <laughs> so that's it you speak the Dutch no, no, no. oh okay it's all in Dutch so. Somebody is, is somebody speaking Dutch here? Who can type? Hank. Ah, okay. Hello. Hello, Mr. Eric. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you cannot understand us. No way. Willem. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. No, that's because a lot of people are listening to internet and then they really are interested and they want a phone, but we cannot make a direct phone connection yeah. while they listen to internet. That's out of the question. So, okay, the telephone number is 020-61-62-641. So, 020-61-62-641. 641. And if you want to listen to internet, don't phone because there's no way we can communicate. Good. We can understand you, you cannot understand us. Very good. Okay? So, uh, yeah. in fact, um, what we have been talking about is that whatever we try is basically... Unnecessary. Hello? Yeah, good night. Good night. Good night. Can I speak in Dutch? Uh, you can, okay. but um, uh, Yuji cannot understand Dutch. Oh, can you translate it in... Uh, no, I, I can try, yes. But can you understand this answer there? I want to know who's the man who... <laughs> the now. <laughs> what? I want the name of the man who interfered now by you. Yeah, the, his name is U.G. Useless guy. Krishnamurti. Is a useless oh, Krishnamurti. Yeah. Okay, that's right. And where where we can uh, hear him again, or uh, do he gonna uh, for how long he visit uh, 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 Nadal now? For how long are you here? I'm leaving uh, this place any moment. Any moment, he's gone. <laughs> where I am going, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. He's no. 87 years old and he travels okay, all over the world. I spend more time in the air than on the ground. <laughs> no, good. <laughs> good. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
The interesting thing also is that uh, you don't get speeches anymore, huh? No, no, no. Speech. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Do, uh, do you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Ah, okay, because I am here, uh, reading uh, here on the radio. I want to ask, uh, what's the influence of thought in all of the mess that we are living in this world? What's the influence of concepts, ideas that people hold into? So the speaker is talking about all of that. I would like how much the influence of thoughts like superior, inferior, higher, lower, possessions, getting, having, all of these concepts are influencing the situation in this world. Well, you want me to answer that? Sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's can, the question. They, they are not going to be of any help to you to solve your problems, much less the problems of the world, except to brag about that you know a lot more than others. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just forget it. <laughs> so there is no way. No way. No way out. There's even a book out that somebody uh, uh, wrote, down, wrote down all the, 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 the discussions. No, no, way uh, no way out, it's called. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. So, what, somebody on the internet asked, what is your idea about internet? Internet is very useful to indulge in this kind of <laughs> gameplay. Gameplay, yes. <laughs> make nice games. With words and thoughts, yes. and convictions. Hello. Hello. Yes. Prima verstaan. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. Good evening. I'd like to ask a question. Yes. I'd like to ask the gentleman you're interviewing what he, what is his position regarding scientists? What is your position regarding scientists? Scientists should all be shot dead on sight and at sight. <laughs> They have done more harm to mankind than all the others put together. That's true. True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Is that the reason why all future scientists should also do harm to the rest of Anything that is born out of the scientific thinking of man will ultimately destroy this world and you and me and everybody on this planet. It is not, you see, a doomsday song that I'm singing, but that there is no way out. No way out of... Yeah. You can give them Nobel Prizes, prestigious awards. Yeah, they're all political, uh, okay. not actually for what they are contributing. Everything that they have discovered so far, except, you see, the, the trivial things that the microphone which you and I are using and this... Listening to all this and participating in these dialogues, uh, ultimately it will destroy us. Very little uh, we have been benefited by the scientific uh, thinking and the research of all those scientists. I always give the example, you see, when I first came to, went to America from London, it took almost 22 hours. And the flight stopped even in Boston, an hour before it landed in New York, and next time 18, 12, and now 6 hours. And then the supersonic planes, 3 hours you do it, and if they put into operation hypersonic planes, you can do it in an hour and a half. Very soon you just go up and come down. And what are we going to do with the time that we have gained? 
in the plane all the time, right? Yes, yes. And then it is not uh, that I am suggesting that we should go back to the the horse carriage days or the bullock cart days and indeed us like Mr. Gandhi, you see, told the people that they should go back to the bullock cart age and live like those people and look at those horrible country, you see, so now what they are doing. I but the nice thing is in New York, in uh, the beginning of the century, they drove with horse carriages uh, 11 miles an hour. 11 miles an hour. And now with cars, they drive 11 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even less. Even less. <laughs> even less. Even yeah. less. <laughs> yeah. And then we are polluting the atmosphere. Oh, yes. Uh, in, in the beginning, it was just horse shit, and now it's... Uh, <laughs> Airship. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, boy. Okay, bye. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, so, if you have any questions, or if you have still the power or the guts to ask any questions, uh, yes, hello? Yes, it's me again. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm too helpful to say I'm Penguin again. Uh, I got into the, uh, to the program later. I didn't know it was uh, Mr. Krishnamurti. And, uh, you know, it makes a difference for me now that I know that... Um, it is the uh, well a very famous person. Not that one. So called to say. No, 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 it's not the same one. Uh, well, is it like? Um, is it family either? Yeah. Is it? Um, um, uh, how do you think people uh, treat you um, as a normal, so to say, person, or as a, a guru or so? Uh, I have read when I was uh, 15 or 16. I didn't know anything about anything. Uh, the world is yourself, or I don't know if I, I read it in Dutch, or I read a, I read a book, um, what you wrote, when I was very young. No, 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 I, I think it's the wrong one. You are so referring the world, to the wrong person. what you see of the world? You have never seen the world at all. <laughs> Not about uh, how people look at you. Have you at any time looked at anything in your entire life, probably as a baby in arms, but you have never looked at anything in your life. Anything. You project all your ideas on what you are looking at. The knowledge you have of what you are looking at. If you can look at anything without knowing what you are looking at, you will drop dead there and become a dead car. So don't do that. Good luck to you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, on the internet, people ask, can you tell something about Agarte? Agarte. Agarte. Does that mean something to you? I don't know. It means you have to explain it to me. Oh, what is Agarte? Uh, Agarte is what word is it? In I what language? Uh, I don't know. Agarte. And don't somebody know. else asks, uh, why are you so negative about scientists? Didn't they do anything right? What is this? It makes it easy for me to fly from one country to the other in short time. So let's say they did that right. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> all. And how many planes you use to destroy life and property? Mm -hmm. uh, very few planes we use for our transportation. Yes. But how many planes you are using to destroy life and property? Yes. The innocent men, women and children you are killing. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So what is so wonderful about this progress that people are talking about? I am not against progress. I am not for a moment suggesting that we should go back to the days of... Bullock or any such thing. 60% of the population never have made a phone call. Never life. made a phone. I never uh, use a phone. Phone is not my lifeline. No. No, not at all. I don't need a telephone. 
Yeah. What do I need a telephone for? Yeah. Yes. Only time when I use a telephone is to find out whether I have any money in my bank. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> whether I can use my credit card, which I don't have anywhere. No, neither, neither do I. I never have a credit card in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only usefulness I have for telephone. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, I don't need a telephone. What do I need a telephone for? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 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 one thing, of course, is indeed that all those inventions uh, create immediately uh, a lot of... Uh, dependence on so many. Dependence yeah, right. on so many. Hello? Yeah, this is my last question. Oh, last question. And it's uh, the phone. Is there any uh, usefulness for hum human species to uh, to be on this planet? Yes, uh, they, yes, yes you know, you, you are, we are more useful dead than alive. The one usefulness that mosquitoes have, you are killing them all, is that the female mosquitoes bite us and they need our hemoglobin to give continuity to their uh, continuity on this planet. Is, is there um, a usefulness for, for human consciousness? Or, uh, <laughs> sir, uh, all these are all empty words, sir. Have you ever at any time... Tried to be conscious of anything in your life. What you have to say is more important than what all people have said. How do we become conscious that you are holding a microphone? Only when you tell yourself that it's a microphone and that you are using it to ask these questions, then you become conscious of the fact that it is a telephone. Otherwise, there is no way you can be conscious of anything. Well, But that's very dangerous. I'm, I'm if you have a girlfriend, if you are looking at her, and if you don't know that you are looking at a girlfriend, you'll be in trouble. So yes. there it is very necessary to know. Okay, one... Uh, yes, sir. Is it okay if I ask you about... Oh, any question. ...mathematics, uh, like, which has nothing to do with the body or whatever, just with, uh, with logic and, and so on. Like pure mathematics, for instance, like, like numbers. I don't know what exactly is uh, the thing you are talking about. What what do you want mathematics for? Mathematics in the final analysis, ultimate analysis is nothing but mysticism, you see. So if you don't accept number one, there is no number two. Okay. Which is arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, all measurements are arbitrary. Uh, it is useful only when I count my money. You see, one, two, three, four, five. Euro. Otherwise, like what, what do I care for numbers? <laughs> it's a bit like Plato. But like, uh, like the beauty of, of numbers or the beauty of, of logic or, yeah, just... What is so thinking. beautiful about numbers? I don't know. You tell me. What's so wonderful and <laughs> beautiful about numbers? Beautiful faces? Yes. <laughs> But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, not, not really. Not really. <laughs> logic. I mean, the human mind. I mean... I'm trying to find out if, uh, if you think uh, just animals are, uh, could, could uh, make a better world without you. Certainly, being. certainly. We have made a mess of the whole world. They are better than us, the animals. We are not ready to live like animals, but we have been made to believe that we are born for some nobler and grander purpose than all the other forms of life on this planet. And that everything that is there is uh, created for our benefit. So we have created a great big mess and destroying everything on this planet. Somebody in the internet asked, uh, what do you think 
the world will look like in 100 years. We may not last even for one year. Why you are thinking of 100 years? So we may not even last for, for one year then. The way the things are going now, each one trying to blow up the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, you call them terrorists, and who calls who terrorists is a different story. Yeah, right. But depending upon who is calling who a terrorist, but uh, the chances of our survival are not so good. It is not a pessimistic uh, statement that I am making. But why do you want to live for you and I are not going to be there after 100 years? But it is possible, they say, that every human body is genetically programmed to live for 120 years. Because we have been brainwashed to believe that you should eat this, you should eat that, this good food is good for you, that food is bad for you, we are dying sooner than 120 years. Maybe. How, how about, somebody on the internet asked, how about uh, the role of astrology? <laughs> you are asking <coughs> the astrology, I don't believe in astrology. See, there is no such a thing as future. We don't need anybody to tell us anything about our past. Mm-hmm. So, if we are interested in finding out about the future, you must know something about the present. Right. So, every time anybody throws that question at me about the future, there is no such thing as future. It is nothing but, you see, a modified continuity of the past. Yeah. I don't have uh, good brains, so I work hard and try to develop my memory and everything. I don't have money, I work hard, I don't have uh, good health. You see, I do everything possible to have good health in the future. Hmm. There must be a present. There is no such thing as present at all. I ask the people, come on, this mm-hmm. is supposed to be the present, the mm-hmm. moment, here and now. Tell me something about it. Whatever you are telling about is captured in the framework of the past. So there is no such thing as a present at all. No. So if there is no present, how can there be any future? The future is nothing but a modified continuity. What I don't have now at this moment... I want it in the future. Yeah. I am struggling hard to get whatever I want in the future, but the instrument which I used in the past, which created the past for me, yeah. which I am trying to brush aside and create a new kind of a future, better future for me, is the same instrument. It is not going to be any different, no. except but a modified continuity of the same. Yeah. So we go to an astrologer and... Uh, and he says that a particular planet is affecting you, and all right, if it is affecting me, so what do you want me to do? He makes money, the astrologer. So we don't need anybody to tell anything about the past and what he tells about the future. You can not be sure of anything that he's telling us. He pockets the money, and I entertain myself. That's the only place astrology has in our lives. <laughs> But like it's it's very clear when when a doctor says to you that you're very sick, so you can measure that your immune system goes down 80 percent. Your whole body reacts to your convictions. So yeah, that's what he's telling us and fooling us all the time, because the body knows better than all these physicians are telling us. Yeah, but if you believe something yourself, if you believe in something, you see, this you are fine. See, but that is not the way. The body is functioning. The body doesn't need the help of anything. Anything you are doing to help the sick body is responsible for the misery of the body. body is not interested in seeking the help of anybody. We don't know anything about the body. What the doctors have found out about the body is very interesting. 
but what they do not know about the human body is immense 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 yeah so it doesn't need the help of anybody i have never seen a doctor for 70 years of my life i have never accepted anything they said is good for me yeah you understand if anybody wants to tell me that you are eating too much of cream double cream triple cream quadruple cream you will have uh, uh, heart problems uh, cholesterol problems you just shut up if you want to leave don't give me any advice all those people who tried to be of some help to warn me you see that i am not eating this i am not eating that and you should eat this if you want to leave don't give me any advice all of them are dead and gone i'm still here yeah i am not telling you that you should not go to a doctor if you think that uh, you need the help of a doctor my advice would be go to the doctor please yes yeah, of course yes but i wouldn't tell them not to but i don't need the help of any doctor so my one of the commandments of ug somebody collected shoot all the doctors on site and that's mm-hmm. right they are such a menace to mankind you see they are like the religious people fooling us all we are paranoid huh and somebody on the internet asks yeah <coughs> what do you answer when somebody asks who are you huh what would you answer if somebody asks you who are you what they tell me who i am i am that other than that i don't have any way of knowing who the hell i am and it is an idiotic question to ask because there is an assumption that you are something other than what you know yeah it must be real i the real i you must discover find out do everything possible but uh, that is born out of the assumption that there is something there other than who you think you are yeah you know so that question has no meaning at all to me who are you you see who are you yes i am my name is this that's what they have called me and then i repeat every time yeah right you see the name if you want to change the name change the name when i was on bbc some years ago uh, the guest of the week and uh, that guy who interviewed me thought he was very clever you are blasting everything that india has stood for centuries why you are doing it why you have not changed your name i said only criminals and holy men change their names yeah. <laughs> and holy men change their names more often than criminals yes absolutely so <laughs> give me a number you know yeah. 4982 hello mr 4982 so i will <laughs> repeat that's my name number this on the telephone hello hello yes i was curious to know this um gentleman <laughs> curious where he comes from where he lived in switzerland where do you live in switzerland a place called gustard stad you know that yeah i know up in the mountains in uh, nice yeah very nice i, I have no, been I going there for the 40 solid years every summer the summer every place? summer i am there for four months every every year every year for the past 40 years 40 years really i go to the and i don't like uh, <laughs> gustard It was like too expensive for a pouring. <laughs> now the winter is a bit so Now I'm trying a winter now and I like it better in winter than in summer. Now, yeah? <laughs> yes, yes. I came from Gstad. Yeah? <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from Switzerland also from Geneva. Geneva. Oh, I was born in America so I'm a bit American. Oh, you were born in America. I spent more time in America than in Switzerland. In America. California, right? Yes, in California in a place called Palm Springs. <laughs> is that where you live? Yeah. 
You had a center somewhere in... Uh, I don't have any center, you know. Sorry, not a center, a place where people came and gathered. Yes, yes. In, uh, between Santa Barbara and LA, I forget where exactly. Yes, yes. Because I remember dropping uh, the father of my girlfriend at the time over there. I see. In, uh, well, All right, sir. Nice talk. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, did laugh. So you were there where Sonny Bono was Lord Mayor of Palm Springs, sir? Huh? I don't know. Oh, you don't know? <laughs> Hallo? Hey, Mr. Roderick, I'm Adam. Yeah? Yeah, I got a vraag. Hey, can, hey, 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 uh, can you talk English? Um, not so good, but... Okay, what's your question? What, what, what is your vraag? Um, over your book. My book? Yeah, where can I buy your book in Harlem? My book in Harlem? Whose book? Oh, yeah, I wrote a book. Oh, you wrote a book. And at, le at least shop has it. Just order it and they, and they can or as, as just they can, they can order it. It's called uh, Handbook Spirologie. Uitzoek yeah. bij de zaak. Yes, in every book. Uh, every bookshop has it, yeah. It's already okay. shirt printing, so it's very easy to order. Okay? Thanks. Okay. I can buy it. Tjoei. My life. <laughs> Yes, I, I, I wrote a book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might even be published in America. Amazed. Published in America? Yeah. I see. No, I don't know. Was, um, anyway, um, if there's more questions, uh, we have still uh, about uh, 20 minutes left. Wow. Uh, there's many people on the chat. Uh, and somebody, Caro, asked, what is the function of having thoughts at all? Thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah. Thinking. What is the function of the having thoughts at all? Because there are no thoughts. First of all, let him find out if there is any such thing as thoughts. We have been made to believe that there are thoughts. But if you try to find out if there is any such thing as thought, what you will find there is about thought and not thoughts. What others have told us about thought. Thought is this, thought is that, thought is matter, thought is space. Thought is... Uh, this, that and the other. You see, other than that, there are no thoughts there. It is just noise, nothing but noise there. Right. You translate that and fit it into a frame and uh, say that this is a thought. What all you find there, the very fact that you are posing that question to yourself and throwing that question at somebody who you think has the answer shows that there is an assumption that there are such things as thought. Hello? Yes, I, I, I wrote a book. Yes. Oh, okay. No way. So if you are listening to internet, uh, you cannot phone. No way. So, um, any more questions on the site? How, and how do you know this since all those thoughts are losing stuff? <laughs> Ja, sorry, sorry, Willem. Ja. Ben je daar? Ja, daar ben ik, ja. Willem. Ja. Oh oh. Merde. Hallo. Hallo, hallo. Het is enorme feedback, Willem. I know. Kun je ik kan doen? je niet horen. Nee. Uh, als ik nu naar een andere kamer loop, dan uh, hoor ik de radio niet. Dus. Maar wacht, Willem, eventjes één minuut. Uh... Kun je me horen nu of niet? Ja. Kun je me nu horen? Ja. Ah, heel goed. Jij mij ook. Ja. Goed. Heb je een vraag? 
Uh, nee, een opmerking. Ja? Eén is dat jij in een tamelijk euforistische stemming verkeert. Ja. Dat je, de, dat je er behoorlijk makkelijk van af hebt gemaakt vanavond. Ja. Door zo'n lang gesprek te gaan voeren. Ja. En dat ik het helemaal eens ben met de stemming. Dat, je dat het lawaai is, met de dat het noise is. Dat is noise. It's only noise. Yes, it's only noise. Wat je, wat je aan het doen bent. Yes. Very good. Goed te willen. En verder. En verder. En dan kan Yuji het ook verstaan, dat is misschien leuker. Hè? Oh, of course, you still. Ja, uh, yeah. well, I, I really agree with uh, the, the result of this very long uh, advent this evening. I mean, uh, Willem was really taking it easy. Uh, easy. I think he was in a euphoric mood and I, I really agree with uh, the noise that was made this evening and uh, I was also very happy to discover him on the air, on the radio, because William is uh, sometimes there and sometimes not uh, at all, he disappears and uh, well, I suppose that is uh, what he likes. Willem has two uh, faces. Willem, <laughs> uh, you are teasing me because the feedback is increasing. And you think I'm doing that on purpose? You try to make me nervous. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, it's all me. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I know what you're doing, man. But I love it. Okay. But is, is that not true? Yeah, Tell great. Yeah, yeah, you're playing with me. Do you have any questions? About what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's Friday. It's a secret <laughs> night and I wish everybody is trying to make the best uh, of it. Yeah, no, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, okay, I give uh, some other people a yes. chance to uh, respond to your program and uh, next time, yeah. Don't make so much noise, huh? Okay. Tell, tell, Too tell nice what comes from your heart. Yes. Your heart. This, this comes from my heart, really. Okay. Ciao. Dag Willem. So Carol says, who is talking in my head then? Head noise. Is that noise? Yes. And Carol, she calls it talking. Hello. Hello. Yeah. It's me again. I like to know. What Krishnamurti thinks about sex. Wow. <laughs> Why do you have to think about sex? Just fuck. I don't wish at your age. Please, tell us. <laughs> then you don't have to think. If you think about sex, you make a fuss about the whole business. Huh? Just have sex and forget it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because there's a nice expression that says, when the head is full, it's soft. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. What's <laughs> that?
Me again. Um, what do you think about music? Uh, no thought. Um, is music necessary? Is it possible? You are asking me. Uh, yeah, I don't listen to any music at all. When uh, you I shit, you make some sometimes? sounds, don't you? I'm sorry? That is when you shit. Sometimes you make some noises. That is more melodious, more musical than Beethoven's Ninth Symphony and Fifth Symphony. <laughs> So, so music is not needed? No, not at all. You, you think silence is the best? Silence is the worst. It's the worst. How can you tell yourself that there is silence in you? You are not silent. No, I'm not. I yes. live in the city. Yes. All right. <laughs> And yeah, in, in Switzerland, maybe, maybe on a mountain. Mountains are worse now. So many people, it has become such a noisy place. Is, is there a silence in the world? Do you Nowhere. <laughs> is it not possible to get silence? You first have silence in yourself and then you wouldn't ask those questions. Okay. <laughs> you win <Okay>. again. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Ciao means drop dead. Uh, you know what it means, ciao, in our language, drop dead. Drop dead? Yeah. Uh-oh. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> drop dead. Does he want to elaborate on his modesty of thoughts for oh. himself or others? How can there be any modesty when the thoughts are there? They are all uh, taken out from some source. Otherwise, you don't have any thoughts which you can call your own or my own. All that noise that is put in there. It's all learned by yeah, heart. It's all. It's that it's there. Some yeah. noise. Nothing else. Hmm. Is that why some people try to meditate? To stop the noise a little bit? Yeah, that is if the, the peace that they think they experience, uh, their meditations, is the, the space between two wars. You see, in that situation you are preparing for another kind of a war. So actually it doesn't... Uh, make you any peaceful. Hmm. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. This, that's, uh, it that's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. So this meditation is, uh, is, is, is like a, a nice intermission. Uh, meditation, uh, one of my commandments says better masturbate than meditate. Better masturbate than meditate. Meditate. When I was giving a talk, I mean, t radio interview in America, thinking aloud, That guy asked me, what do you have to say on meditation? I said, meditation is self-abuse. And then he said, do you mean to say it is masturbation? If you want to use such a refined word, I have absolutely no objection, I said. <laughs> so I learned it from him. Hello? How can there be any modesty when the thoughts are there? Oh, no, 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 no. That's internet. Okay, if you... Listening to internet, you cannot phone because <laughs> oh my God, there's too much of a delay. Hello. Well, this is really the last time I've been. Wow. Oh, you have not given up. You've, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. You've told me about it a few times now, have but I? I might go drop dead. No, but, uh, I didn't say. You drop want me dead. to drop dead? No, I don't want you to drop dead. If you try what you are trying to do, that will happen. You will not only drop dead; you will become a dead corpse. <laughs> I want you to live long and enjoy your stay in Geneva and go back to California and enjoy it more there. I will. I will. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> so.
So Chow means uh, I didn't know that Chow means drop language, that. In our language, uh, in in English, in, in, in India, no, no, Indian Telugu they call it. You see, the, the Chow means drop dead. Oh, in India, yeah. Wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> great. <laughs> so, uh, is there any more questions than, Enough, uh, I suppose, or yeah. remarks? Uh, 020. 61626641 or 020 for Amsterdam 61626641 and as many people chatting and uh, uh, and here uh, um, is a telephone yes hello uh, good evening. Yes. I would like to ask Mr. Krishnamurt, uh, what is the idea about people who say or trying to be enlightened? You are asking a wrong question. To me, there is no such thing as enlightenment at all. Uh-huh. And all those who claim that they are enlightened are fooling themselves and fooling everybody. If there is any such thing as enlightenment, he wouldn't know that he is an enlightened man. Enlightenment is only useful for setting up holy business and making easy money. But now it's not so easy. There's such a tremendous competition in that field. And I'm mighty pleased now that you have so many enlightened people in the Western countries and they're all going to India and trying to enlighten people in India. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, just about the, the way you handle all those questions. <laughs> because that reminds me a little bit about what you're saying, uh, if I may say this to you. Uh, in the beginning of the whole conversation, you were talking about people trying to be a wise guy and be smarter than somebody else. Yes. But sometimes I have the feeling in, in the way you're talking, you're doing that exactly the way yourself. Exactly. I practice what I preach others. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Anya says, UG has many visions, but ain't say illusions too. All visions are illusions. Yes. Yes, there is no exception. No exception. No, you see, instead of admitting the fact that it's also an illusion, you call it a vision. Yeah, right. Yes, it's very comforting to think that you have a vision of God, you see. Yeah, yeah, right. And you walk hand in hand with God. Yeah. You see, you know. And now they say that it is uh, possible to convert light into sound and sound into light. Hmm. You see, so this is sound. No. It's converted into light. Hello? Hello? And you walk hand in hand with God and feel that you are walking hand in hand with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most interesting interview yeah, yeah, interesting. I have ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, huh? <laughs> oh, my God. Hello? <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to Internet, you cannot phone in. So only when you are listening to the radio, the good old-fashioned radio. Mr. Krishnamurti, why is man eating animals? Huh? Why is he eating animals? Yes. That somebody asked us on... Uh, uh, Mr. Rotterdam assets. But we all started eating humans. Yeah. And we started our lives as cannibals. Yes. And suddenly we discovered that it's not fair. And so we switched over to animals. Oh, yeah. Well, that's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? 
Yeah, we start eating animals because we live in caves and there was ice over our face. Yes. That's why we start eating animals. Yeah, but what is wrong with it? He's <laughs> gone. I don't eat anything. Do you eat meat? Nope. No. Only human flesh. Only human flesh. Yes. Yeah, Some people <laughs> ask me sometimes, sir, we say, what do you want to eat, have for dinner tonight? I would say, you see, soup made out of newborn baby stunks. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then once I gave a, a talk there to the Vegetarian Society in Chicago. And then, of course, I made hundred dollars at that time. And then uh, I used to talk for forty-five minutes and threw open the session for question and answers. One woman got up and asked me a question: Is it necessary for me to be a vegetarian to pursue my spiritual life, madam? You can gobble up your next-door neighbor's newborn baby and yet pursue your spiritual goals. <laughs> She was enlightened, of course. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Ja. Met Anno. Anno. Uh, ik wil je vragen. Deze man ook kasteel gaat in in Brabant. Wat zeg je? Ook kasteel gaat in Brabant of lezing geven in kasteel in Brabant. No, did you ever give a? Let's go in a castle in, in the south? No, no, castles, I don't visit them at all. No. I even look at them. No, no, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> and uh, Anya asks, why put so many energy in illusionary visions? In what? Why put so many en energy in illusionary visions? Because you accept the fact that it is an illusion. Yes. And you want to believe and fool yourself and others that it is not an illusion. Yes. You put in all that energy and try to lift it to a higher and better level. Yeah. And enjoy the illusions. Hmm. And that's all. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hello. And why do you want to share your illusions or visions with people at all? Without sharing, there is no charm in your life. You want to share yes. everything with others. Yeah. And you go for a walk and you look at some beautiful face there, a pretty girl, or the bouncing breasts of a girl. You see, you have to share that pleasure with somebody else. You see, yeah. look, 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 look how yeah. pretty it is. Or sunrises and sunsets. Yeah. And so they are no better or worse at least there is some sensual pressure here. Yeah. Yeah. But you condemn this and you want to look at sunrises and sunsets mm -hmm. and write poetry and describe them in such poetic, romantic language. But unless you share, there is no pleasure in it. Right. So sharing is Sharing is part of the pleasure movement. I am yes. not saying anything against pleasure. No, 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 no. But no. otherwise there is no way mm -hmm. you can uh, feel the pleasure. Yeah. You have got to share. So when you go for a walk, there is somebody walking by your side. Look, 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 how beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. is that sunrise and sunset. Hello? It is part yeah. of our pleasure sex, I don't really see the difference. What? Between charm and sex, I don't really see the difference. Krishna Mitsu just talked to me about a beautiful sexual experience, and he was talking about charm. Charm. Tell us the difference between charm and sex. If But sex doesn't give you what you expect out of it, you invented a thing called charm and charming them 
is one of the parts of your sexual activity. Like, for example, the word love you use is a filthy word. If you don't get what you want out of that sexual relationships you have with others, and you use that word love, I love you darling, you see? I love you. Darling. And if you don't get what you want to get out of that word love, that is to hate. And then you hate that person if you don't get what you want out of that wonderful thing called love. Love is also a four-lettered word invented by us, and that's the last card in the pack of cards you use to get whatever you want to get out of that sexual relationship. You don't love me anymore. Anymore. <laughs> you can use all kinds of words, sugar bugger, honey bunch, and all kinds of yeah, things. Yeah. There are so many words, American uh, words, charm. Oh, yeah. to charm them. <laughs> no, that's the question. The question is between charm and sex. Both are the same. Okay. And sex has no charm if there is no charm in that relationship. It's just a fucking, like animals. Okay? okay? Thank you. Okay. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've lived in Italy for quite a long time, so I'm used to ciao. Eh? Ciao, ciao, means, <laughs> ciao means drop dead in our language. In, in, in India. In India. You know, in India. particular language, not in all languages, my language. No, in your language. Yeah. yeah. It is called the Italian of the East. So yeah. The whole Italian. music came out of that language. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, we have four more minutes. Yeah, I think we are finished uh, for tonight. Uh, uh, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, it was really a great pleasure, I must say. <laughs> the pleasure? Yeah, oh yes, yes, yes. Don't <laughs> take my pleasure now. <laughs> no, I don't want to take it away it's from It's my pleasure. Nor am I going to allow you to take it away from me. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. On that note, we say bye-bye. So yeah. He's even using the word love. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was great seeing you again. Thanks. And so you, you're moving now to uh, back to uh, start? Yes, but I'm going to America. Go to America first. Yeah, and then uh, to China. To China? Yes. How is China doing for you? My favorite country. Your favorite country? Yeah. I love China too. I don't know why. Yes, I don't know why, <laughs> but we all love China. Yeah. What, yeah. What, what are you doing in China? We? Yeah. What Whatever you... I'm doing here, I do there. I have a lot of friends there. A lot of friends there. They like me very much. And you yeah. talk with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not lectures or any such thing, but uh, no. they all come to see me from the university. University. You talk English? Yeah, they talk English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, now, um, that's it. That's it. So right. have fun in, uh, in uh, China, and the next time you're here, we just go on. All huh? right, yes. Okay. Let us be more serious than what we have been today. <laughs> I think it was pretty serious. <laughs> Very serious? Yeah. But you I think it's a serious... Uh, huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> I, I have never I, I, been and so... Most of those, most of those radio interviews I don't like, you know, yeah, to sit there as a I have never been so frivolous as I am today. Great. <laughs> I love to see You that brought way. that out from me. <laughs> previous times we were very serious. Huh? Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, I think we said a lot, you see. Yeah, oh yes. In the, in the crudest language. Yeah. No, in, the, in, 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 in back home language. Yeah. Back home. <laughs> anyway, thank you, sir, very much. Yes, thank you very much, too. And, uh, and uh, thanks, everyone, who's phoning in. Everyone and, uh, 
And Siddy says here, uh, thank you, Willem and Eugene, and uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. And we have it on tape, and some people phoned me that uh, I missed a little bit, I think, uh, in the first hour, very little, but um, uh, we might repeat this later on the Internet or so, whatever. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. And I see you later. Bye-bye. Ciao.